a few weeks back, quite a while ago actually, um, I had a day where I was offended by two people. I, um, firstly, I was offended by someone really close to me. You know, we got into an argument. It got kind of heated. And then about, I don't know, like maybe two or three hours afterwards, I got offended by somebody else. It was a complete stranger this time. And, you know, it was heated and insults were flown. I mean, I didn't do any insults, but insults were flown. And I was like, ah, ah, you know, like just, I was fuming. I was so angry. And, um, and it was like, it was like these insults, excuse me for a second. It was like these insults were like these two stones that I was carrying. One was this bigger one. And then there was this other smaller one. And I was like walking around with these stones and, you know, and you know, you've been through this. It's like, you can't stop thinking about what you could have said, what you should have said, how I could have avoided that or the comeback that I should have said. Like, there's like stones, you know? walking around and you can't let them go and it doesn't matter where you're going um, you're carrying this and I, um, I was I had to put the stones down for a minute have you noticed how offended the world gets like in this day and age have you noticed how everyone gets offended it happens happens a lot have you noticed how offended Christians get have you noticed? And then, of course, how offended the world gets to the Christians. But how there's, there's, there's all this offense that happens. And it happens, especially nowadays. It's like because we get to see so much of it, right? So much offense. The dictionary sort of defines offended as uh, resentful or annoyed, typically as a result of a perceived insult. Resent, resented, resentful or annoyed. Do you think Jesus got offended? I mean, there's a, the time of the temple and he's turning the tables. Maybe he was offended there, right? He offended a lot of people. Have you ever noticed how, how many people were offended by him? Actually, even to John, remember that time when... Um, John the Baptist, he, he sent, he was in jail. He sent his boys to find out, hey, hey, Jesus, like, are you the one? Like, cause my mate's in jail. Are you the one? Cause it's not, he's still in jail. Isn't it? Didn't you, aren't you coming for this? And then, of course, Jesus goes, you know, hey, look, take a look around. The blind are healed. The lepers are healed. And then he ends with, blessed are those who are not offended by me. When you get offended, it really exposes you. And a lot of times Jesus used offense to expose the heart. You know, a classic example is that time when he's sitting on the table and the lady comes up to him, you know, for, for, for prayer and he's just like, oh, the crumbs will go to the, we first you feed the, you know, basically saying, hey, first I'm for this house, for the, for the Jews and then whatever crumbs come your way. And the lady was like, well, even the dog gets to eat the crumbs, right? And straight away he's like, aha, you didn't get offended. Come right in. Blesses her. Praise for her. When you get offended, as I was looking at these two massive stones, you know one of the things that comes up a lot 
is your insecurities. You know, you start getting really, things start to come out about whether you're being feeling accepted or not. Or, like, you don't even realize it's like in the background. Your expectations get exposed. That you have a certain set of things that you want to happen or how you want to be treated. There's an expectation there. Your point of view gets exposed. To sensitivity, like how sensitive you are about a certain topic. So I was looking at these two stones, and one of the things that occurred to me is, um, mate, how fragile relationships are. Like sometimes it feels like relationships are just by this thin little string. And um, I was remembered by a friend of mine, actually just a couple of weeks ago, he was telling me that he, um, he had a mate, and for years he used to go over, have barbecues, used to hang out, they used to help each other. Um, this guy used to look after his dog when he went away, and the dog loved him, and he loved the dog. Had this great relationship for years. And then they had a falling out, got into an argument, and they kind of lost communication for, for a while, for a little while, and then this mate of his died. And he was telling me how how he regretted that for all those years they shared and did all this thing and then it just came to one one little thing, that one argument and that was the end of it. All these years of investment. And that argument is where the relationship ended and he regretted that the last conversation that he had with him was, was this argument. I was, um, as I was looking at these big stones... I was wondering, why was I so got? Like, why did I get got? You know what I'm saying? Like, like think about, for example, Jesus in the desert, right? He's getting tempted. The devil is at him and, you know, gets tempted three times. But by the end of it, the devil's like, ah, I'll get him another time. You know? He could not be got. There was nothing in Jesus to be got. And... That's how we should be, right? We should not be able to get got. That you get all worked up and angry. And or like another example, like I was thinking about it, right? And maybe because I had this big offense in the beginning, I actually brought that to my other encounter. And perhaps that's how I got that second encounter. Like was it perpetuating another stone? You know what I mean? Like... It's like, and when you're in that, when you're in that insult, you're kind of like, oh, my day is ruined. Oh, just write it off. I should just go to sleep and just wake up for the next day. It, it reminds me, you know, like working for the church, we, we deliver food to people, right? And um, sometimes there's no one at the door. No one's answering the door. You're knocking, so you call them up. So you're knocking hard and you call them up and you call, and like, you know, you know, these days no one answers the phone, you know. They won't pick up the first, so maybe you call them again and you think, oh, maybe they'll realize it's like it's not just some scam. And then you call up again. And usually what happens, it's, it's funny, it's almost like 98% of the time, someone when they finally picks up the phone, they're like, what do you want? What do you want? You know? And you're like, hey, I'm just here to give you food. I'm that, got the person to give you food. And they're like, oh, and they, they turn into like butterflies and rainbows. You know, 
Everything's like, oh, I'm so sorry, blah, 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 la, 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 la. And it, it happens so much, you know, and it's hilarious. And, but you think, I wonder what it'd be like if you were always butterflies and rainbows. What if you were always butterflies and rainbows? What if you were always like, oh, you know, you were so nice. You were so guarded. And look, what I'm trying to get at here is it's not about being in control. I mean, sure, there's, a, there's an essence of having your emotions in check and you, you do find when you're prayed up or, you know, you can take a lot more, right? When, you, when you're really flowing in the spirit, this earthly stuff is like, she fly, don't bother me, you know? It's not about analyzing and getting this correct. What it is is like, aren't you tired? Aren't you tired of being offended? Jesus says, take my yoke, it is easy and light. So if you put yourself with Jesus, he's doing most of the pushing. You know, he's doing the work. It's easy for you. You just do what he does. Let him lead a bit. It gets easier. You have, you get the work done. You're, you're plowing the fields. But he's doing the work. It's not about you. But yeah, it is about you to bring the kingdom of God in every situation that you're getting in. The butterflies and rainbows. You're bringing that. Whether you've decided to really latch into Jesus or whether it's a little bit loose or maybe you're just holding on a bit and go, ah, oh, yeah, all right. Maybe not now. You go a little bit. You end up over here somewhere. Look, I better throw some scripture at Joker again and be like, hey, is this preaching or what? Here we go. First one. You have heard that it's, it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if anyone would sue you and take your tunic, or your clothes, or your car, your phone, let him have your cloak as well, your iPad, your computer. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, or kilometer, go with him two miles, two kilometers. Take the second hit. Oof. Here you go. You've got to be pretty strong to take that second hit. Very strong. That first hit sometimes surprises you. You know, if you only show people love, the only thing that really gets accentuated and exposed is the hate. It's the truth. It's something that you can't, you know, it's, it's something that can't be denied. Because, you know, we all want love. Our actions against love only condemn ourselves. Here's some more scripture for you. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It 
does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. How many times do you insist on your way? In arguments, in encounters, situations. Look, don't get me wrong, it's important to have boundaries, right? How often are you irritable or resentful? Look, I'm here to give you good news. Okay? Take it easy. It's all good. It's all good. If you love those who love you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to get back the same amount. But love your enemies and do good. Thank you, Johnny, for taking this earlier. Love your enemies and do good and lend, expecting nothing in return. And your reward will be great. And you will be sons of the Most High or daughters of the Most High. For he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. Be merciful even as your Father is merciful. You're not doing it alone. God is with you. Have faith. And most importantly, let God fight your battles. When you take that second hit, what, you didn't think God is watching what you're doing? You don't think God is seeing how strong you're becoming? The the major thing that I always get when I read that is what benefit is it to you? What kind of fruit are you? Are you a soft fruit? You drop it and you can't eat it? What kind of fruit are you? Are you strong fruit? You drop it, just wipe it and clean it, you can eat it? You're so strong you get dropped, you don't even get dirty. That's how strong a fruit you are. God has invested time in you. When you were saved, people have invested time with you. Where have you lent in? This is a good one. Job. He who withholds kindness from a friend forsakes the fear of the Almighty. Do you forget that God's watching you when you're offended? When you're getting really irritable and angry? Do you forget that God's got your back? Look, I do. I get heated up. I get all cheated up. Oh, to tell me. How dare that person say that to me? And I'm just like, okay. Chill. Chill. Let's try to be objective. Take a step back. Usually I talk to my wife, hey, help me through this. Don't help me. I just need to talk it out. You know? Ooh, talk it out, talk it out. <sighs> On a good day, I'd be like, God, what do you reckon? Usually it's like after this part, after my wife. Okay, my wife said this, God. <laughs> now what? You know, like, 
Well, God's there for you. You start really thinking about how God fights your battles. You start to be like, Meh. God doesn't lose. God doesn't lose. You can be the lovey-dovey butterflies and fairy ones. That's what God wants. He wants you to be free. My yoke is easy and light. So you can be easy and light. I just got to put a little bit of the fear of God in you, all right? Just to get the wisdom out. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burnt. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. He's telling you how to do it. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you. I love that. And your joy may be full. Do you know what full joy looks like in your life? This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone laid down his life for his friends. It's fascinating that that line, no greater love that you lay your life before your friends, he doesn't say, doesn't say family. He says friends. It's probably easier for you to risk your life for your family. It's almost automatic for your fathers and mothers and people who have small kids that they always look after. Or it's easy because you love them so, they're so innocent. But your friends. And then I love how he says this. You are my friends. If you do what I command you, no longer do, do I call you servants, for the servants does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. Now, when you hear that scripture, do you think Jesus is just talking to the disciples? Just a question. For all that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide. Your fruit should live. Everyone just goes splat. So that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you, Command, commands you, so that you will love one another. It's about leaving the world in a better place. Even goes on, like, there's this part, I had to chuck it in, I had to squeeze it in. But he even talks about it when you're worshipping, that you first resolve the conflicts that you have. 
So if you are offering your gift at the altar and there, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. It's about stoppages. What's blocking you? Are you picking up the phone going, what do you want? Or like, oh, hi, how you doing? Butterflies and rainbows. It's, it's really... It's really an act of will to forgive. It's basically a kingdom of forgiveness. It's heaven. It's about second chance, about mercy, forgiveness. And um, that, I mean, that's just the, it's so simple. <laughs> Sometimes you, it baffles the mind how simple it is, you know. There's that thing about, you know, bringing heaven to earth. You know, you're bringing heaven to earth. And like in your head, you think, man, the earth, the earth is huge. Bringing heaven to the earth, you know. But don't be silly. It's about bringing it into your house, your friends, your family. That forgiveness, those butterflies and rainbows. To your neighbor. To the people further out. That's how you're bringing heaven. The charity starts at home first to the people around you. Look, we, we, we all want to make a difference. We do. Some might deny that. Or we all want to be significant. Want our lives to be meaningful and significant and important but you now bear with me I've even written down in in black writing controversial warning just in case I forget (laughs) warning warning you have to realize that you are insignificant compared to God right you're nothing Wait for it, right? I've got to get you there first. But to God, you are significant. It's God's love through you that makes all the difference. That love is significant to everyone, not just the Christians. To everyone. God's love through you is significant. And I'm, I'm sorry to go here, but you'll see why. When you die, all that's left is the people that love you. They're going to cry. They'll be upset. They're going to have to eat. Um... They'll throw dirt on your face or burn you, whichever one you ask for. And then they're going to go home and life will continue. Sorry to tell you this. That's your body. You'll be in heaven, so it's all good. You won't feel the dirt or the things. You might even see the meat. But everything that you saved up for, that you worked for, 
all that stuff is just going to rot. It's just going to gather dust. It'll probably be given away to different people. Who knows, right? You might have had a will. You get this, you get that. But your love, your love, Look, God wants to do things through you. God has got work for you. You can't be easily offended because then you'll be easily stopped. The people coming into this house, they need love. Your love. In any which way you want to give it. In fact, the people in this house, you can take a look around. They need love. Give it to them. Sounds crazy, doesn't it? That's, that's your savior, Jesus. He's a revolutionary. Thank God for the cross so you can do this. The cross. So it makes you a friend of Jesus, the cross. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to be perfect, the cross. <sighs> I've got to do this, sorry. War is not the answer, for only love can conquer hate. Love and gay. I um, <laughs> I had this day right where my my wife, she had a hen's night, so she got to be away. So I had the two kids, um, and you know I, I put the the littlest one, you know the one year old, I got him to sleep. I was like, whew, only one left, you know. And um, I ordered pizza, you know, I ordered crust. I thought, yeah, get some good good pizza, you know, and excited. And then as I was looking through the menu, I saw they have chips. And I go, yeah, I could do some chips, right? So the pizza comes. My daughter, she's on cloud nine because she's got pizza, right? And I've I've got everything set. I've got my beer. I've got the remote control. I've got it. I've even got. I've even convinced my daughter to watch something other than Alvin and the Chipmunks. So it's like I'm pretty excited for any kids' movie, you know. And then I'm getting these chips, and they look great. I put them in. Uh, there's no salt. And I'm just like, oh, do I get up? Everything's here. I don't need to get up if I open the door. What if I wake India up? I'll just eat these chips without salt. It was like cardboard. Still went through it. No salt. (laughs) I bet you're thinking I've gone mad. You are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste... How shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand and give light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is heaven who is in heaven. Be salt. Makes 
the rubbish tastes good. This drudgery of people's life. Be the salt. Have you ever tried to put your clothes on in the dark? It's something that you experience a lot with kids. You don't want to wake them up. You left your clothes in the corner and they're asleep. You, know, you get in there, you put your clothes, and you come out and everything's in reverse, the wrong way around. You've got the wrong clothes. This is the one that you're supposed to throw away. You have to go back in. But, you know, the light, you can see and, and do what you need to do, the, the right thing. It's not there to shine the light on other people and go, hey, look, this is what you're doing wrong, blah, 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 blah. It's the light people can see you. They can lead to you when there's darkness and they're putting on the wrong clothes. You can be the light. Not by pointing out their mistakes or anything, but, hey, I, I, I've done that. I, um, I've been driving for a long time as my job, you know, and, like, for, for years, right? And, you know, Sydney roads, terrible, whatever. There's a story about it. But um, I've been finding it really hard to beep my horn. And the reason is, it's like, Every time I see someone doing something dumb and they're in the way, I'm like, I've done that. Anytime that I've gone into the, the, the wrong lane and then I have to turn in, I've done that. It's like, or at the lights, you know, like, okay, little beep, beep. I've done that. You're a sinner. You fall into it. Thank you for the cross. It's hard to be that honking uh, 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 when you're the same. Imagine everyone honking their horns, how loud that is. That's how it feels for some people. Imagine the quiet and the peace. Hey, you made a mistake. Okay, I'll stop. Come in. You're going that way too. So am I. Make it easy. So um, I'm going to finish up now. Hmm. Yeah, I think I'm going to do this. I'm giving you this um, this thing I wrote out just to help you out. with those people that are offended by you, those people that you're lost contact with. I've made mistakes. Sorry, I'm not perfect. I didn't know that was for you. Sorry that I spent your money or that I got too greedy. Sorry that I said that. I don't want to hurt you. I want to be friends again, at least the bare minimum, not harbor any ill feeling. I'm sorry I forgot your special day. I'm sorry that I haven't cleared this up sooner. I'm sorry that I haven't called. Sorry that I hurt your feelings. I want to make it right. I want to do better. I want us to be at peace. I've made mistakes. I'm sorry. 
Please forgive me. It's, it's hard, you know, that when you know that there's something amiss and something needs to be fixed, that, that, that breaking that, that cavern of silence and anger, it's hard. It is. But imagine how much benefit it is to you when you cross that. That potential for a second hit, scary. What benefit is it to you? Time goes by and before you know it, it's like getting older, it's getting grey. There isn't a right and easy way to live. There really is. That makes your life easier. Ask for forgiveness from your friends or whoever you're in disagreement with. Yeah, it's like a bitter pill, but God sees it. God will bless you and help you. Don't forget God is with you. He wants the better for you. Ephesians 4, 31 to 32. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted. Forgive one another, as God in Christ forgave you. I'm just going to pray. O oh, Father who is in heaven, holy be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, not mine, as it is in heaven. Thank you for this bread that we can eat and nourish ourselves with. And forgive us all the people that we've insulted or made angry as we forgive those who insulted us and made us angry and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. Amen.